welcome to the Awakening Journey podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Shinko. The Awakening Journey isn't the easiest path of growth to choose, but it can be an exciting one. This is the podcast where I share my insights, all my channelings, my downloads of inspiration that I get from time to time. I also bring on special guests to give a different perspective on things. I don't know exactly where this path is taking me, but that's the fun part. I'm excited to see where this goes. Let's find out together. If you get any value from today's episode and you want to show your support, donations of any amount are welcome. Just click on the donations PayPal link in the show notes. Thank you so much for your love and support. You're listening to the Awakening Journey podcast, and this is episode 60, Chakras. Today, we're going to explore the chakra system. Now, it could be new information to you. It may not be. But either way, you are going to learn something new about the chakras that can really help you going forward. So we're going to explore in detail the full chakra system. You're going to learn what the 12 chakras are and what each function is in the body and outside of the body. You're going to learn how to tell when your chakras are out of balance and what to do to get them back into balance. So let's get to today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing? How are things? So today is an interesting topic. Because this is a topic that I have learned many years ago at the very beginning of my spiritual awakening, my spiritual journey. And it's something that I use every single day. All this information that I've gathered over the years. I also learned a lot about the chakra system in my in my Reiki practice. So this is something that I use very much. And it's something that I've always wanted to share on the podcast, but because it can be really complex, I just never put it together. So now, um, thanks to a question in my Facebook groups, I was doing an energy reading. I do weekly energy readings in my Facebook group, The Awakening Journey. And somebody asked me, do you have a podcast about chakras? And I'm like, no, I don't. I always wanted to make one, but I never did yet. So here it is. All right. So we're going to touch on um, a lot of things today. I don't know if you want to get a pen and piece of paper out, if you want to take notes, um, or you can always come back and listen to it again or whatever. Right. But this I feel is going to be very informational and you can really use this in your day-to-day lives. So we all know that we have a physical body that we can see, feel, and touch, right? We know who we are on the outside, but Then we have this energetic body inside of us that only really you can see within your mind's eye, but you can definitely feel this, these areas of your body and around you too. So what a lot of people teach is basically the seven chakra systems, so mainly the seven chakras within your body, but there's actually 12 of them. So these chakras are included in and out of the body. So we're going to go through the 12 chakras. I'm going to highlight all of them. And then we're going to just focus on the main seven for today's episode. So 
at the beginning, at the very bottom of your feet. So underneath, probably about and about a foot and a half, two feet underneath you, is the first chakra, which is your earth star chakra. This is how you ground your energy into the earth. This is how you connect to Mother Earth, right? So this is a pretty important one. This is how you stay in your body. That's how you're rooted, right? The next chakra, and I'm just going to kind of go over the next seven because these ones we're going to go in further detail. So the next chakra is the root chakra. That, of course, is at the base of your spine. Then you go up into your sacral, which is in your belly. Then we have the solar plexus, which is just at the bottom of your rib cage. We have the heart chakra, which is, of course, right in the middle of your chest. The throat chakra, of course, right in the middle of your throat. You have your third eye chakra, which is, of course, right in the middle of your forehead. And then you have the crown chakra right at the top of the head. And then you go further out, just a couple feet above you, energetically, you have what's called your soul star chakra. Now that chakra is connecting you to higher chakras. And so that you can branch out and connect yourself higher and higher. So the next chakra above that is the universal chakra. So that one is, of course, above the soul star chakra and The universal chakra is actually responsible for connecting you to the universal flow of energy. So it's through this chakra that you're going to have powerful healings. It's through your 10th chakra, your universal chakra, that you're going to activate your psychic abilities. And that's where you can develop them, which is so cool. And then above your 10th chakra is the 11th, which is the galactic chakra, That one is actually above the earth. It's kind of like it's farther out into the universe, but it's not all the way to the central sun yet, right? So this galactic chakra, that allows for communication with higher beings. So anyone that, any being that resides in higher dimensional states. So this eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th dimensional states, right? Um, so that's a biggie. Now the galactic chakra, number 11, it's also associated with advancing developments with your spiritual skills. So this is including manifestation and energy healing. So you've got to be connected to that if you want to bring in these things. And sometimes we block ourselves off, right? So we're going to talk more about that. But the last chakra is the 12th, which is the divine gateway chakra. And this one is, of course, above your universal chakra, and it's connecting, it's so far out in the universe, it's, it's not even in this galaxy, <laughs> which is crazy. It connects you to source. That's how you speak to God. That's how you speak, and, and that's what, you know, like that chakra aids in the completion of your spiritual ascension, which is a big deal if you're trying to become enlightened and, you know, get to that place of spiritual bliss, right? You got to activate that divine gateway chakra, right? At the source. So with the divine gateway chakra, when it's activated, your communication with energies beyond this world 
like outer worlds beyond earth it's going to be connected it's the gateway for exploring worlds of other kinds of other dimensions of other realities of other um remarkable things so it's um it's a pretty unique trait of the you know the chakra system now the interesting thing is that when I was writing this part of the podcast, I had this instant download from my higher self. It was this instant knowing, this remembering that the 12 chakra system is actually connected to the 12 DNA strands of the original humans that were created. So in this instant, I realized, I'm like, I want to learn a little bit more about this. Like, where can I find this? And I'm like, okay, let's go to Google and see what comes up. Because I like going to Google to find things because that's like the universe's way of flooding information to me. I just kind of know that whatever I need to see is going to be the first thing that pops up, right? That's just kind of how I work with the universe (laughs) sometimes. So, and I love how curiosity can lead to the most interesting things. So of all places, I found this on, um, what was it? Um, LinkedIn. There was this post and it just made so much sense. So it, the post read, the original human being had 12 strands of DNA actively working and maintaining the full function of the human as a spiritual being. Now, with our over-preoccupied left-brain thinking, and this caused it to close down, it closed down our heart center, and these extra DNA strands have been lost. And the consequences of this are that we live in a spiritually deficient society, and our intuitive and healing abilities have been hugely reduced. It has also resulted in us only having access and using a very small part of our brains. So the post went on to say, it says, for years, science has recognized that we have two active physical strands of DNA. We also actually have further 10 energetic DNA strands, which have been dormant within the human being for centuries. Now, these dormant DNA strands, they have been discovered by scientists who, not knowing the function of the strands, they've just identified them as junk DNA. I'm sure you've all heard of this, right? Now, imagine what could be possible if we had all 12 strands working again. That means, to me, in my theory, is that we're going to be activating all 12 of these chakras all at once, right? And I strongly believe that our chakras and these energy points in our body are directly connected with these 12 strands of DNA. So of course, this is just a theory of mine, and I feel like there's more going to be coming out about this, but it's just an interesting download that I had, and I had to share it with you. So for today, to keep things simple, we're going to focus and concentrate mainly on the seven chakras in the physical body. Now, Our energetic bodies are made up of the seven main energy vortexes that are located down the body's center meridian. So that's the center of your body. And they're all like vortexes. They're spinning wheels that interlock when they're properly functioning, of course. (laughs) Everything in our lives seems to be running smoothly. But, of course, it's only when one or more of these wheels become 
trunk or move to a side or get blown out, that things are going to get a little um, weird and go wrong, right? So today we're going to explore this in detail. So here we are. You ready? So we're going to start with the root chakra. So this is the one that's located at the base of your spine. The color here is red. Chakra, this root chakra, it deals with survival. And it actually gets blocked by fear. So this root chakra, it's all about safety, security, money, like money for survival, right? And family. It's all about being grounded. And this is also where it's kind of like your junk drawer of your body, where we keep all of our childhood stories and all the things that keep us um, small and dim and not want to expand in life. So these are the stories like money doesn't grow on trees or you have to work hard. And, you know, like these are things that just don't really serve you anymore, but that's where they're stored (laughs) and many, many other things. So this, the root chakra is actually where you keep all the energy from this lifetime and past lifetimes because energy doesn't die. It doesn't go, it it just keeps going, right? So if we go into the psychology of scarcity to personal abundance, you got to remember that the psychology of lack and scarcity, it tends to be a self-perpetuating thing and it reinforces limiting beliefs about your chances of success, right? So if you heal your root chakra, that's going to aim to restore confidence in your ability to provide for yourself and to meet meet the ba- like the basic needs of your life a lot more easier, right? So the root chakra, if you step into healing the root chakra, it's you're going to recenter it and into an it's going to be this material abundance that you're going to see outside when you balance it inside, right? Um, for instance, okay, so if instead of assessing your level of wealth based on your bank account, consider all the other types of riches that you have in your life, from friends to enjoyment to everyday pleasures, right? In the process, you're going to see that you have more success and, you know, your level of wealth is actually a lot higher than what you think have it set in your bank account, right? And you can reconsider personal beliefs about money and your personal safety if you do that, right? So the root chakra, it's embodying the energy of manifestation. That's where it all starts. So healing the root chakra, it's important to remember that the outer world is often a big reflection of what's happening to you inside. That's your notion about what it means to be abundant in the world and its effects, and the effects of your notion of your inner balance and resourcefulness, right? So in other words, your your state of being translates into your ability to manifest in the material world. So if your root chakra is in balance, then you're going to notice that you're grounded, you're going to be stable, you're going to have good instinct, you're going to feel supported, You're going to feel part of the community, part of the tribe. You're going to have a good foundation in life, right? But if it's out of balance, you're going to have fatigue. You're going to feel insecure. You're going to have addictions, greed, instability, 
and a locking sense of identity, meaning you lock into a certain part of you that has to live. Otherwise, if that part of you dies, if that identity dies, then you die is kind of how that works. So to balance it out, it's easy. All you're doing is really connecting with the ground. You're getting in time and getting in the dirt. So do some gardening. That's my favorite thing. Um, if you want to balance it, you got to spend some time in nature, sit under a tree, breathe, meditate, go for a walk, do a walking meditation, right? Get into your body. And you can also eat a lot of root vegetables like carrots, beets, you know, things that are rooted into the ground. That's going to help you too. So some good stones to balance your chakras is black tourmaloin. Um, anything dark and or red, like fire, a gate, um, tiger eye is a good one. Bloodstone's a good one, right? You can also use oils, like essential oils, to balance that, out your root chakra as well. So good ones would be frankincense or patchouli. All right. So that, in essence, is your root chakra. And now we're going to move on to the sacral. So this is your second chakra, the right in your belly button really and um this the color here is orange and now this chakra it deals with pleasure but it gets blocked by guilt so this chakra is all about creativity how you express yourself in life your joy your passions sexuality being playful flirty right it's being in a good mood and feeling really well about yourself. And this is where the creative juices start to flow, right? So in the sacral, this is, it's at the center of your creativity, you know, your desire, your stimulation of creative life force. And it's what's required for existing in the physical world, really. This is where we store our healthy energy for the future when we need it. And We can access this energy at any time. It's just that we need to know how to do it, right? So the key words here for the sacral is um, fertility, is relationships, is independence, negotiation, employment, happiness, right? If you're not in that state, then there's something off with your sacral, right? So the, the sacral chakra actually has the ability to store instant usable energy, Now, it's like a light switch providing energy on demand. And it only takes a little bit of practice for, you know, with a few crystal chakra treatments to tap into this source energy. So it makes it easy for the creativity to flow into your life. And for the health side of things, um, you know, this is all in the sacral chakra. It affects your spleen, your kidneys, your gallbladder, your intestines. You know, um, it, you're, if you have chronic low back pain, you know, that could be a sign that your sacral is off. If you have sciatica pains or um, gynecological pains, right? Sexual potency or urinary problems. These are all things that are affected by your sacral chakra. So, as and pregnancy, conception, and fetal development, it's all there, right? So your chakra helps to regulate your menstrual system for women. And it doesn't happen to show up as cramps or excessive bleeding. 
you know, it's going to show up in different ways and it's going to tell you that either your immune system is off or it, it needs cleaning and detoxing, right? So it's just basically learning to listen to your body. And your sacral chakra, it actually connects you to the natural cycles of the universe. Like an innocent child, you're just basically allowing yourself to experience living in the moment full of surprise and wonder. So spiritual pursuits such as meditation become a lot easier when this is balanced. And your psychic abilities are enhanced when you connect with the energy of the universe if this chakra is in balance, right? So how do you know if it's in balance? Well, you're going to be, if if it's in balance, you're going to be very passionate about things. You're going to be very creative, connected to others. You're going to have a strong sense of passion and excitement, right? If it's out of balance, you're going to know because you're going to be very anxious. You'll be very regretful. You're going to have a very low libido. You're not going to want to do a lot, right? You're going to be, again, um, you're going to have lower back pain. There's going to be urinary problems, guilt, loneliness, all that's going to hang out until you get this balance in checked, right? So in order to balance this sacral chakra, again, you need to spend time near water. That's the emotional state, right? Get out of your comfort zone, push yourself a little bit, hydrate. And that's a big thing is for physical and etheric your hydration is a cleansing for your body so you need it and to balance this chakra get out and socialize and connect with other people get out there and see what happens because that's going to help you know that's going to help you draw in the energy that you need in order to balance this out now some good stones for the um, sacral chakra is citrine you can use moonstone, you can use carnelian, some good oils, essential oils. You can use Lang Lang, you can use um, Nearly, I can't remember what it's called, but those are good ones for it anyway. <laughs> so that is the sacral. Now let's move up to the solar plexus. So this is your third chakra. This is located right at the base of your rib cage, right in the center. The color is bright, sunshiny yellow. Now, this chakra, it deals with willpower, and it gets blocked by shame. Now, the solar plexus, this is where we learn to trust. This is our center of power. This is where we hold integrity, and this is where we use problem solving. And this is where you draw in money for abundance, is trusting your gut, right? So you know those, that gut feeling, that's your solar plexus telling you, uh, things that you need to know, right? Now, with the solar plexus, another thing is that this is where worry and nervousness hangs out. That's where you get like that upset stomach feeling where you're like, oh, I don't know, it doesn't feel right, right? That is your solar plexus. This is this is the place where you're taking responsibility for your life. You're taking control, right? Your willpower. This is where the mental abilities form and the intellect. So this is forming personalities, um, opinions, and beliefs in this area about yourself, right? So making decisions and setting the direction, you got to tap in. If you have a goal that you want to work on, your your solar plexus is where you got to go. This is where you're going to get clarity of judgments. 
This is where you're going to get a personal identity. And this is where your personality shines from. So, you know, if it's, if your um, solar plexus is aligned and balanced, then you'll have a lot of self-assurance, confidence, independence, self-discipline, right? When you find yourself leaning too far from one side to the other, whether it's increasing or decreasing, you can always bring your back, yourself back into the central point of neutrality. So the solar plexus, this is the center of everything. This is your storehouse of power. And it relates to your self-esteem, that warrior energy, that power of transformation, right? So if it's in balance, again, you're going to have confidence. You're going to be have determination. You're going to have discipline. You'll feel reliable. You know, you'll have a positive sense of yourself. But if it's out of balance, you're going to have low self-esteem. You're going to have digestive issues. You're going to have lack of confidence, fear, loss of control even. So in order to balance your solar plexus, you got to spend time near fire. That is the element that is going to help you with that. And I would encourage you to explore Qigong, Tai Chi, those kind of move slow movement, and that's going to get you into that power stance, right? And another way to balance your um, solar plexus is to eat fermented foods and ginger and turmeric root. Those are really helpful. Um, So some good stones is a citrine. You can use malachite. Um, You can even use topaz. That's a good one too. And then some essential oils. If you want to use that to balance it out, you want to use orange. Of course, orange is the color. Um, Ginger is a good one and pine of all things. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the heart chakra. So this is the fourth chakra, and this is, of course, located in the middle of your chest. Now, there's two parts to the heart chakra, and we're going to talk about the first one, which is the green part. So this is the center, and then you also have a high heart, which is just above your center heart chakra, and this color is pink. So if you see green, if you go to your heart chakra, or you see the color pink, either way, you're in the right place. Now, this chakra, it actually deals, of course, with love. And it actually gets blocked by grief. So this chakra, the heart chakra, that's where you receive and give unconditional love. You, that's where the, the give and take is. But the problem is, obviously, that we tend to shut off our heart chakra all the time. The heart chakra is the most powerful part of you, I personally think, because... When you have it open, you can feel the best and it doesn't matter what's going on. It's the unconditional love that you give and receive. It's going to feel so good to you that nothing can get in your way, right? And then also this is the chakra that's most commonly blocked because we block off our heart when we get hurt or somebody, uh, you know, goes against us or whatever. So we're always fear of rejection, right? So you close it off to quote-unquote, save yourself. So there is no, um, you know, sorry, there's there's a fear and judgment. That's one thing I'm looking at here. Um, fear of judgment is a big deal with the heart chakra. And if you don't have desire 
to connect with other people, this could be an indication that it's a little bit off, right? If there's no desire to let people in and if you're putting up boundaries, um, you know, boundaries are good in a way, but also boundaries could be a double-edged sword because then you could be keeping out love that you need to receive and you need to open your heart in order to receive it, right? So if you're only giving love from your heart, you can deplete yourself and your energy extremely fast. Now you must channel the information that and use your heart to deliver the message in a loving way. So when you are, you know, wanting to channel information or non-intentionally, like we're all channels. We all get these messages all the time and they come through the heart. You know that the message is going to be a love of, of unconditional love, right? So the heart, of course, this is where anxiety sits. Of, and if you are blocked, um, you're going to feel it tenfold, right? Um actually anxiety chokes out your light in your heart that and that it, it you know it doesn't allow you to connect so if your heart is in balance then you're going to have unconditional love you're going to have pride in yourself acceptance of yourself and others right and compassion you'll be able to see yourself in a way that um not you don't always allow yourself to you're going to have a lot of joy in your life. You're going to have a lot of gratitude for things if it's in balance or if it's open, right? But if it's out of balance, you're going to experience a lot of fear. You're going to experience a lot of rejection, which is interesting. And it's just basically your heart shutting off. So it's rejecting everything outside of it. If it's out of balance, you're going to experience envy and anger and bitterness, right? So in order to balance your heart chakra, you got to reach out to somebody, close friend, somebody you trust and lay it all out there, right? You may need to forgive somebody or yourself, right? In order to balance your heart. Now, you can do prana meditations, which are really good. Prana is just breath, right? Just breathing. So different breath techniques. That's a big one to open your heart. And of course, spending time in nature, where the air is fresh, right? And eating fresh green vegetables, that's going to help you too. Now, some really good stones for your heart chakra is, of course, the one and only rose quartz. That's the best one for it, I would say. And then jade is a good one, any kind of jade. There's a lot of different types out there. Um, Pink or green jade would probably be best. And then there's also green tourmaline, which is a good stone. Um, so for essential oils, if you want to balance it that way, you can use rose oil or jasmine. That's something that you can use as well. All right, so let's move on to the fifth chakra, which is the throat chakra. Now, of course, this is located right in the middle of your throat. Um, the color here is blue. Now, this chakra, it deals with truth and it gets blocked by lies, and these are the lies that we're telling ourselves and we buy into on a day-to-day basis. And it's also the lies that we accept from ourselves and others outside of us. So this is where we speak our truth. This is where you have your authentic voice. And now if it's blocked, of course, you're not going to be able to speak well. You're going to be afraid to openly talk and be authentic about and be truthful, you know, you're going to have ex- 
issues expressing yourself when you, you know, this your throat chakra is blocked or even afraid to speak up. You're going to be too timid and you're going to your voice, you can even develop laryngitis if your throat chakra has been closed off for so long, right? Or a good way to tell if your throat chakra is closed off is if you're afraid to say the wrong thing because there is no wrong thing. But you you could have a little shakiness in your voice and then you're going to know that these are things that you need to work on. These are things that you need to speak through in order to break through it almost. Now, if it's in balance, of course, you're going to be speaking your highest truth. You're going to be authentic. You're going to say what's on your mind and you're, you can also be silent. There's two sides to this, right? You're going to not have to step out and say things inappropriately. You know, you can have that good balance and the communication between you, others, and your higher selves and the universe is going to be free flowing, right? And when your throat chakra is open, you're going to become intuitive, very intuitive. So that's something that you want to do. So um, to balance your chakra, your throat chakra, a good thing to do is to chant, do chanting or singing or writing. You can also explore your inner child, which is going to be a lot of fun if you get right into it. Um, a lot of things do you could drink soup you could you know with warming spices drink teas just things to kind of warm it up warm up your um, throat chakra and get that going right now good stones that you could use for throat chakra you can use aquamarine lapis lazuli is a good one and turquoise turquoise any blue stones really is what you want to use for that now for essential oils Eucalyptus is a good one and lavender for your throat chakra. So that's really good. All right, so let's move on to the third eye. So this is your sixth chakra. Of course, this is located right in the middle of your eyebrows. So the color here is indigo. And this chakra, it deals with insight and it gets blocked by illusion. So that's the illusions of this world. (laughs) the illusions that this world is actually real when it's all just a dream it's the dreamer dreaming the dream (laughs) that's a whole nother podcast but um with the third eye this is when you know when in all reality our dreams are actually closer to the real us than the physical at times which is kind of interesting right so In the front of the third eye, now this is really interesting. The front of the third eye actually connects you to the the forward to the future. Now, the back of your third eye, so the back of your head, connects you to the past. So you can access different portal points within your third eye. Now, your third eye is connected to your intuition. So it does help with those inspired ideas that come down from your crown chakra, from your higher self, from the universe, from God, you know, all those things kind of like trickle down into your body, chakra by chakra. So these ideas, they help to manifest things. They give you ideas to manifest, to make things real in your life that you want, right? And this, the, your third eye, that's where you start putting those ideas into action. 
And this is where you ask what else is possible, right? So if your third eye is in balance, of course, you're going to be highly intuitive. You're going to be feeling strong and psychic. You're going to have, you're going to be very focused. You're going to feel very insightful, right? But if it's out of balance, you're going to feel emotional. You're going to be judgmental, unfocused. You're going to, you can even have a lot of nightmares, and poor memory. And of course, migraines. That's a big part of it too. So to balance your third eye, a good thing is to start visualizing, start practicing visualization in your mind's eye. So a lot of meditation would be helpful here. Um, Spending time absorbing sunlight. That is, the sunlight has so much for us. They have It holds codes that deactivate DNA in our bodies. And so when you spend time absorbing that sunlight, you're absorbing those, the, what is it? The, the light codes, they're light codes, really. I'm trying to think of a different way of putting it, but that's how I know it. Anyway, another way to balance it is to keep an intuition journal. That's how you can practice your intuition and, you know, start um, growing it and, Another good way to do this is to go stargazing. And that's a good way to balance your third eye. And because then it's like possibilities are endless when you're under the night sky. You look up and it's just like this big, vast, dark place with all these little lights, you know. And that is where imagination can really take off. And that's very important. So... Some really good stones to use for your third eye. You can use amethyst. You can use moldavite. Um, purple fluorite is actually really good. And black obsidian. Those are good. I also use lapis lazuli as well. I really love that for third eye. When I'm doing Reiki, well, when I was doing Reiki, I was use, I use those all the time. So um, some good essential oils that you could use for your third eye is patchouli. Um, you can use rosemary and you can use sandalwood as well. So those are good essential oils. Those are good, good go-tos anyway. All right, so let's move on to the seventh chakra. And this is located, this is the crown chakra. This is located at the top of your head. So this is shaped like a thousand petal lotus. The color here is violet and this chakra, this, ugh, I can't say thing, this chakra, it actually deals with pure cosmic energy and it actually gets blocked by earthly attachments. So allowing yourself to let go of what you've been told what you need, but allowing yourself to see through the smokescreen and see what you, what you actually need, it tends to be quite different right? So material world is one thing, but the spiritual world is a whole nother ball game. And that's what we're connecting to through our crown chakra, right? We're opening it up and connecting to that higher realms. So this is actually where you connect to source. And again, get those inspired ideas that come down and trickle into the other chakras. This is the universal gateway point for all that to come in. So if your crown chakra is not functioning at optimal level, things can be very overwhelming. 
And you tend to overthink things and then you stay stuck in your thoughts and then your head and then you get into that place where you just get frustrated and it's not fun. So in order to balance things out, you need to ground out this thought energy and it, you first th- put it into your heart chakra to get neutralized and then you can put it through your feet. So you're basically sending it down. It doesn't go up it only goes down into the earth to get recycled. Now, of course, if your crown chakra is in balance, you're going to have a strong sense of connection. You're going to feel enlightenment and those enlightened breakthrough moments. You're going to have more and more of those, right? You're going to experience spiritual bliss. And it's not going to be a constant state. It's not something that you stay in day in and day out because you're human. You're living a human life, but you're going to have more and more of those experiences in your life, right? So if it's out of balance, you're going to feel hopelessness. You're going to feel so disconnected. You're going to feel rigid in your thoughts. You're going to experience depression and a lot of confusion. So in order to balance your crown chakra, you need to declare your highest intentions to the universe. You need to be clear on what you want And that will tell the universe what to bring into you. Because if we have like a wishy-washy message out to the universe, we're going to get wishy-washy answers, right? So we need to be clear. And in order to do that, you need to balance it. So start getting clear on your highest intentions. Then spend some time in meditation and prayer. Now, meditation and prayer are different things. Meditation, I say, is more like asking kind of actually it's the other way around sorry I got confused prayer is asking for what you want and then in meditation is where you receive it right so that they kind of go hand in hand right and you're going to need to find stillness and silence and sometimes you have to kind of lock yourself into a room and get just get focused you know And that's going to help. Now, there are stones that you can use for this. Now, these are going to be more clear stones. These are things like diamonds, clear quartz, selenite. Those are really good stones for um, your crown chakra. And amethyst, too. I like using that one. And then some good essential oils to open up your crown chakra is lime. It is citrusy, right? Um, frankincense is a good one too. So definitely use that if you feel that you want to balance out your chakras. And there's always meditations that you can use to balance any one of these chakras out. You can find them on YouTube. I also share them as well. I haven't shared ones in a while, but maybe that's something that I'll have to put together for you guys too. But that's it. These are the seven chakras. And I hope that you learned something new from this episode. And if not, that's okay too. So that's it for me today. I just want to thank you so much for listening today. And if you did learn something new, I would love to hear about it. I definitely message me, reach out to me and uh, let me know. So you can always reach out to me at myawakeningjourney.com and just click on contact us at the top. But yeah, so I send you so much love, so much light. And uh, that's it for me today. So much love. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and letting me be a part of your journey. 
please be sure to click subscribe and leave a review so you can help this podcast grow. If you connected with this message, feel free to share it. I hope that your journey is an exciting one filled with passion and joy from here on out. Much love.